Welcome to week four edition of the Fantasizers podcast. I'm your host, Josh Dean, and with me I have my co-host, Christopher Michael. As always, we have our analyst goatee guru and our betting experts, Johnny McDuff and Brandon Lee, will be with us in just a little bit. What a week three it was. We got a lot to talk about and a lot we probably don't want to talk about, but, you know, we're going to do it. Uh, we had some good bets, bad bets, some good picks, some bad picks. Um, you know, whatever. It, it, we're, we're just going to move on. But once again... We're coming to you just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. We have another great show for you tonight, as we always do. Chris, dude, I gotta tell you, there were some games that just didn't go the people's way this week. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Not at all. I gotta say, there was one in particular. Kind of crushed. I don't want to talk about it. Well, our hearts, yep. uh, and a lot of hearts up in New York. Giant fans, uh, I don't know why the living hell we watch this team. They're not good. I thought they were a little better this year. I don't think they are. Matter of fact, if they're not the worst team, they are got they got to be on the bottom two, right? Mm-hmm. New York is not showing up this year between the Jets and the Giants. Just, just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. New York is not not well. We got Buffalo. Hello. Uh, the city. Sorry, New York okay. City is right. not showing Understood. up. Understood. <laughs> It is actually kind of interesting to see who's worse. Like, I, you know, I want to know who's worse. The fan in me wants wants to say, well, the fan of the Giants in me wants to say Jets, but I know that's probably that might not be true. It might not be. So, based on differential, sure, right? Yep, it's right. not good. So, I, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it's not good. No, no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be what it is. Um, what do you think the problem for the GMM is? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I just think it's been years going down the drain here, created by the owner, I think. Uh, they pushed Coughlin uh, out, one of the best coaches mm-hmm. of all time, 2015. Uh, some say, I think Goatee uh, said this earlier, uh, before the show, that, he thinks it was his time to go. I disagree with that. Totally disagree. But in 2015, they pushed him out. It's been a decline since then. Big and then, And then I think the catalyst was uh, in 2017 when they let Jerry Reese go, the GM. Uh, it has been one pathetic season after another. And I'll tell you what. This is my guess. You guys can ch- chime in if, if, you, if you will. But. I think give it a few more weeks. If it, if this continues, which I don't see it getting better at this point in time, I and mean, we 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 walk in, we put, we got to play New Orleans this yeah, weekend, right? That doesn't look good. That does not look good. It looks like an 0 four team. We'll see. Could be totally wrong. Uh, but if it continues this way, I think you're going to see firings in the next few weeks. Well, I'll tell you what. I I I know coming into this season, looking at our schedule, I thought that we had a chance to be three zero. I, I I do. Agree we had a chance. I you know realist. I was trying to be real, even realistic, and I was thinking, all right, two and one, you know, uh, <clears throat> and just really not the start we wanted. <laughs> no, no, not but at all. Whatever. Let's move on from the Giants. There's plenty more to talk about today. I want to talk about some things about these special team plays from last yeah. week. We had a 109 yard missed field goal touchdown return from Jamal Agnew. As the half expired, yep. no t- no time. 
And then, I mean, we come straight out of Baltimore. How do you not talk about the record-breaking field goal kick by Justin Tucker? That was amazing. Some great plays, but I am going to pose the question later on in the episode, and we're going to talk about it. Are the Browns a potential 14-win team? I think so. We got our goatee guru. He'll jump into our week four starts and sits. And what players should be picked up off our waiver wires this week? Finally, in this episode, who other than our betters to break down their wins and losses for week three? Guys, they're making picks that'll win you money. You're not going to get this this 65%. level. 65%. Tell you what. 65%. You are not going to get this level. 65%. Go with their picks. Put your money on them, man. They'll get you. They'll get you the money. This and more right after the short break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasizers Podcast. What a week three it was, Chris. You're, Josh, you're not kidding. Unbelievable, right? I mean, the special teams. Uh, plays throughout the weekend were, were spectacular. First, 109 yards uh, return off the what was it, 67 field uh, a yard field goal try there. Um, but I, first, first off, I don't know if I can sprint in a straight line for 50 yards. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what what a great play it was, Jamal. I mean, he's he's faster than fast. Um, I was a little confused. At the call by Cliff Kingsbury, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's the end of the half there. I'm not sure. I try a seven-yard field goal. Um, I mean, that set everything up, you know. Um, I, everybody knew that he wasn't going to reach 67 yards. At least I, I was pretty sure, right? <laughs> Easy to say now, right? I, I guess I think at the end of the half, I call a hail mary. Worst case going to happen, probably interception. At least you got speedy guys out there. It's going to stop a return uh, for me. But uh, I guess that is probably one of the many, many reasons why Cliff is there and I'm here right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah, well, fair. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of i I thought it was it wasn't a bad play call. I mean, he, I mean, look where he kicked it. Yeah, it was a deep kick, and he still was. I mean, it was a 109-yard return, so he didn't miss it by much. Yeah. but hey, hey guys, Matt Prater going before that, what we're going to get to, Matt Prater did hold the record for the longest field goal in NFL history. So. True. Yeah, but is it, he's like, how old is he now? You know? Oh, he's definitely up there. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean. I mean. Come on. Adam Adam Vinatieri kicked Morton Anderson, kicked till he was 900, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, I hear you. I hear you. Now, let's stay on the topic of kickers here. Justin Tucker. What a kick. 66-yard record-breaking field goal. One, why were the Ravens even in the position that he needed to kick that field goal? I don't know. I thought Detroit was, wasn't was that good of a team. I thought they were bad, you know, with, with their new look. Offense not looking great. Um, although I do have DeAndre Swift in fantasy, which that that's helping. <laughs> but what is going on? Like, are, do we think Baltimore is 
going to fix their mistakes that they had running that game. I don't know. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown had some drops. We'll talk about that. But are they not as good as everyone might make them out to be? Um, is that an overreaction? They, I mean, still got to remember they beat the Chiefs, which was a big win. Were they slumping a little bit? Uh, you know, still a little high off of that that win? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, first first of all, let, yeah, let's talk about Justin Tucker. This guy is unreal, right? Uh, unreal. He's, and he's, yeah, he's been worshipped in Baltimore since he started here, right? Uh, and I think he kind of deserves it. I mean, the guy's clutch, right? He doesn't miss field goals. You know, did you know this, right? He actually missed a field goal in that game. Did you know that? Did you see that? He missed a field goal. That's the first ever missed field goal in a dome for this guy. Are you kidding me? Wow. Are you kidding? Right? That's crazy. Guy's been around forever, right? Uh, that, you know, that's just crazy talk to me. Um, and then to end the game, you know, the 66-yard field goal is incredible. One, to kick the ball that far, pretty good. That's, you know, it's a pretty uh, yeah. strong leg. Second, to kick that ball is accurate, right? And he is just – he's was, that accurate. That's what I was going to say. Accuracy on that kick never was a factor. It was always just if it was long enough. Yeah. And – that's that is the most impressive thing. He can he can get it there. He had the distance. He proved that. But I mean, you got to keep you got to keep that thing in between. <laughs> and, and what about what about the play fourth and nineteen to, to get them in that position? Yep. Lamar Jackson extends the play and layers it perfectly over the defender to put themselves in that position to, to make even the attempt at that sixty yard sixty six excuse me yard field goal. That was that was right. incredible. Uh, now. I'm going to bring in a little controversy. Play clock? Two seconds? Well, there's – yes. Did it hit zero? It did, for sure. But the mechanics of that, I, you got to understand, not only does the the referee have to see the play clock hit zero, he then has to look back and see if the, the ball is snapped. It was so close. A yeah. lot. That happens more yeah. often than not. It just – in that situation, it's going to be – um, you know, magnified a little bit because of the game yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the overreaction you're talking about here. Or a game-winning setup, I should say. Well, yeah. go back to the stat too, Chris. You talked about how his first missed kick in the dome. He is 16 of 16 in the final minute of every regulation kick he's ever had. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I, I guess I'd take him. But, I, you know, it was a, you know, the Giants also got to get in range to kick the field goal. That's perfect. And I mean, uh, we thinking? were in range. All right, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> opening the game. Tucker and how automatic he is. I mean, do we remember it was a year or two ago when he missed the extra point and he had his eyes bugged out of his head because yeah. he couldn't believe it himself. He doesn't. You know? <laughs> Dude, he's, he's consistent, clutch. Yeah. So let's talk about overreaction. Right, say Baltimore might not be as good as what pre-rank, you know, preseason rankings were. Yes, uh, I I think there are a few areas that need to be sorted. That they got to do better, but it's early, right? Every single team has areas that need to be sorted out right now. That's the name of the game. It's early. It's week three. You know, everybody's overreacting each week on you know how close some games are and how some games went the other way. This and that. I think the only overreaction that uh, the only reaction that is not an overreaction is that the Giants and the Jets are the worst team in football, right? Now, <laughs> we're going to get past that. I'm getting past that, but listen, it's way too early to talk about. Don't forget about. the Jaguars. The Jags are there. The Jags are also there. Yeah. 
every team has areas like I'm talking about. But, you know, one thing that I will have to say is that Detroit didn't play too bad of a game against a really, really pretty good offense, right? But, you know, they held Lamar Jackson to a QB rating of 47.2. That's pretty impressive, right? I mean, Lamar is hard to handle. They, they, they were able to at least contain him and they're not giving up the big play from him, right? Now, on the other hand, obviously there were a few drops in that game oh, that drops. that probably you know made it so that you know that we wouldn't have to kick a field goal at the well, end of the game, right? Well, but, that's part of the that's part of the game, though. You know, yeah. a little bit of luck, a little yep. bit of you know getting away with things. Yeah, I, I just I give them a little, I give them some credit this week. You know, sticking sticking in that game and grew. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but. I don't know. Maybe Detroit's not as bad as as we may have thought. Uh, you know, Detroit's Detroit's taken on the identity of their head coach. Their head coach, he's a he's a gritty, tough, tough dude. They're gonna they're gonna fight in every game. Do they have all the talent? No, absolutely not. Um, they're they're gonna lose games just be, purely because they're gonna be not as talented as other teams. But they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight, and that's what they've done. They showed it in Week One against the Niners, being down forty-one to seventeen, came back and had a chance to tie the game there at the end. Um, but, like you mentioned, the drops, Hollywood catches those three balls. This is a completely di- different narrative. Uh, no Justin Tucker game-winning, record-setting field goal. Um, and, and you mentioned they did a great job of, of keeping Lamar in check. Now, it, you got to remember, this is a very unique offense it's built to Lamar. Uh, they, they are a run-first team. They lost three running backs to, to season-ending injuries. Um, they're, they, they didn't really establish the run aside from Lamar in that game and Detroit, their strength on defense, not that they are a great defense, but their strength on defense is right in the middle of that defense on the, on the line. So stopping the run, they did a pretty good job. Lamar is still growing as a passer. Uh, so, you know, you don't expect excellent passing numbers from him, but I agree. They did a, a good job. It could have been a lot worse if Hollywood catches the ball, but. But yeah, Detroit, Detroit's gonna—they're gonna grind. They're gonna grind. They're gonna be a team that that gets a win here and there that they probably shouldn't on paper, and uh, might <laughs> it might have some playoff implications later on. Yeah, right. I, I'm all for it. I am all for it, mainly because I have a certain little running back on my team that if they're down, he is catching a lot of a lot of balls out of the backfield, and if they are in it or 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 winning then he also gets the ball so <laughs> bring to on the tune the of running back number three in fantasy right now <laughs> that's right you are you are that's right so johnny uh johnny talked about this on the break we're talking about um special teams special teams plays from this last week uh and of course our, our washington our washington boy had to bring up uh a a what is probably it's got to be up there with both of these uh these players. one of the few things that went right for washington in that game i would agree with that johnny you you want to chime in on this what, what? watch it yeah. it was actually <laughs> it was huge though because i mean buffalo went up big we had to answer we scored a touchdown on the ensuing kickoff dustin hopkins and i truly believe in the the special teams coach talked about this this week it was based off film study where the Buffalo receiver kind of, you know, would wait on the goal line and the up end wouldn't look, you know, at the ball. And so what Hopkins did was basically um, 
kick it real short. It landed, I think I want to say the 15 yard line and it bounced directly back. It hits one of our linebackers directly in the shoulder pad. And he could have, had he caught that, he runs right in. He's just a linebacker for a reason. Um, uncoordinated and it bounces off his shoulder pad right to the kicker, Dustin Hopkins, who then, you know, covers it up and sits down on the ball. So we got back to back possessions, back to back touchdowns out of it, made a game out of it. I think it was maybe seven or 10 point game at that point. And then obviously, you know, Josh Allen tore the defense apart and we couldn't stop a bleeding nose. So, but it was a good special teams play. We were on the topic, so I brought it up. Yeah. Unorthodox pooch onside kick. You don't see those every day. Three. Yeah, now, now, Johnny, are we thinking that that's a little bit of, uh, you know, fact, or is that, um, you know, a little bit of, little bit <laughs> of, ca- little bit of, little bit of cap on? Oh well, yeah, no, we we looked that up. We 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 knew that they were going to be a little media that. massaging there. Yeah, you, you could tell from the play while <laughs> watching it live. It looked intended, and if it was not, it was a really bad kick. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's let's move on, right? Let's move on, mainly because this is a very important topic to me at this point in time, because I am I'm looking like a genius. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, it's it's week four. I'm I'm going to be. I'm a genius. (laughs) So. I picked this team for 14 wins this season. I said it was my, you know, it was a hot take. It's my pick. Everybody clowned me for it. Cleveland Browns. Is it possible? I know, I know, I know. We're only three weeks in. But they're looking better each week, man. I'll tell you what. Guys, I don't know if you watched the game. Nine sacks this past week. Nine. This defense is good, man. The defense... Is it is it gonna perform like that? Is it always gonna stay up? Am I overreacting? Are we possibly thinking the best team in the NFL? Is that's probably an overreaction. <laughs> but who who's the best and and are they a fourteen win team? I personally right now believe that from what I see, this team could be a fourteen win team. I gotta stop you. I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> this is this is wow. Uh no, he's right. Yes, high. they have nine sacks. Yes, are they a, are they a good front with Miles Garrett and, and Clowney coming off the edge? Yes, but the Bears had an awful game plan. Awful game plan. How are you protecting with only the five offensive linemen? You don't bring a tight end to chip. <laughs> you don't bring anything to help those guys on the edge, and you have a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start. What are you doing, Matt Nagy? That that was. The worst game plan I've ever seen, and, and and this isn't just a one-time thing. This is consistent with you. You are, oh my goodness, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. He's he's outmatched as a head coach. I think he was a product of the Kansas City system, and that's how he got this job to begin with. Uh, this is like this smells like Adam Gase all over again. The guy doesn't know how to. He, he does. He just doesn't know how to put a game plan together to put his guys in good position to be successful. Um, guys yeah and and no cleveland does not win 14 going going off of that um i saw i did see a stat and i i I did not even fact check it i but i wouldn't seeing the game i wouldn't doubt it justin tucker's field goal 
was 19 yards longer than the Bears' offense gained that day. Uh, Ju- Justin Fields had, I think it was net one yard on the day. So, yeah, that's probably about right. then because, yeah, 19 yards more on a field goal on his field goal kick than the entire Bears' offense got. If yep. memory serves, I believe Justin Fields threw for 68 yards and uh, was six of 20 passing, and they didn't get anything going on the ground. And if you include the sack yardage, oh yeah, yep, <laughs> definitely. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what it was. But uh, you want to talk about number one team right now in the NFL? It can't, it can't be the Browns. They got a loss. They look better and better each week. I'll give them that. They are very talented. I'll give them that. I, I mean, I think it's the Rams. I think the Rams right now. Top. I dog. hate to agree with you, but right? I I, I mean, think you're right. Well, that new addition at the QB. Uh, I mean, uh, they're good. I feel like everybody everybody slept on Matt Stafford when he was in Detroit. He was, he's a good quarterback. He he's really smart. He has a strong arm. He's he's pretty darn accurate, I'd say. And now that they surround him with more weapons than just what he has had in the past. He, which was really what Megatron. That was that was all he had in the beginning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but now that he is surrounded, he's got weapons. He's showing that he is a top quarterback in this league. And and I feel like nobody, when it came to top quarterbacks in the league, even thought about Matt Stafford. Yeah, no, Matt I, Stafford I has been a, a a really strong quarterback for years. Playing in a he played with a lot of, you know lack of talent i guess you'd say in, in detroit they don't spend the money they uh they don't they they did try to bring some guys in through the draft it didn't work out and and but they all a lot of times they had defensive coaches not really set to, to build for a, a matt stafford system and they did have some success with uh i'm blanking on his name but the, the coordinator that came from indianapolis and was the head coach there for a while but yeah i, I just don't think he was he was surrounded with the right pieces and you put him now in an in a explosive offense. I mean, Jared Goff took that team to the Super Bowl. Right. And you're going to take Matt Stafford and put it? I, <laughs> sky's the limit for that offense. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Definitely. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's transition. We're going to go into our break here. Um, coming up, we got the Fantasizers Survivor Picks. Stay tuned. And welcome back to week four edition of the Fantasizers podcast. We're going to go right ahead, and we're going to jump straight to our survivor picks. Chris, what do you got for us, man? Hey, man. Uh, hey, big win for me last week. Finally, I am on the board. Screw you. I am finally <laughs> on the board. I, uh, I went after a little bit of – it was a little bit of a – uh, what I want to say, gamble, right? Picking, uh, picking Denver. A little bit of a gamble. Uh, your whole season has been a gamble. Uh, no, man. I, <laughs> I think Denver could be pretty good. So, look, big win for me, right? Josh, you picked the Giants. Yep. Not a great week not, for, for you. Not talking about it. That's a, that's that's a loss. Please don't. Right? Just forget it. Go don't T. Pick with your heart. Go T. Went with Arizona. That's a big W there. Brandon and Johnny both went with. Tennessee, so there are there are, uh, W's across the board except for except yeah, for you. Shut up, yeah, shut except up. for 
So uh, our standings are as so after week three. Myself on the board with one win and uh, two losses. Last place. Yeah, last. I am in last place. We got three tied for second here. Goatee, Guru, Johnny, and Josh all sit at 2-1. and And Brandon Lee at the top at 3-0. and all right, I'm just happy to get on the board, right? I'm just gonna say that. I'm happy you're to get right. on the board. You're not. Yeah, it's it's so. it's tight still. You know, it's early. It's uh, you know. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's check out week four here, guys. What do we got? I am going with Tennessee this week. I like the matchup. I'm not in love with the Titans this year. I, you know, I don't know. I'm just not in love with them, but I like the matchup. I'm going with Tennessee. I think it's a safer pick this week. And some might not say picking Tennessee is a safe pick, but uh, I believe this week it is. Um, Josh, who do you got? I got the Saints this week. Um, I think that they're. I think that they are. Uh, are you Go laughing? Ahead. Are you laughing at me? He that? picks the Giants the one week and picks <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not. That's a safe pick. Guys, let's be honest. Okay, we we lost to Atlanta. So what? <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Saints, and as of right now, I think I think anybody should go against the Giants each week. So it, it's not good. All right, good to you. What do you got? Uh, I know I said I'd never do this again. I'm picking along the same lines as Christopher Michael again. I am taking the Tennessee Titans. Didn't go York, good for you week New, one. The New York Jets, <laughs> yeah, but I picked the Jacks, Jacksonville Jaguars. That was stupid. <laughs> the New York Jets have shown no sort of remote possibility of winning a football game this year. So uh, as bad as Tennessee has looked this year, <laughs> I mean, the, the Jets, I don't know if they could beat my high school right now. So. <laughs> that's That's harsh. That is some that harsh is words. Really... That's all right, though. I get it. You'll eat, I, your, you'll eat your words next week. I, I've done that. I've, I, I've definitely done that. I, I, yeah, but, you know, you lost last week in the Survivor pick, and I don't think that's the only thing you lost in last week. <laughs> if I remember right, I – we well, don't, well, we wait, don't no, have no, to no. talk about wait, our, no. league, our PPR league. If we're if we're bringing if we're bringing in our fantasy league, Johnny, how you feeling? How you feeling, Johnny? How? Are, yeah, here you go. <laughs> What do you want me to say? <laughs> it was. I feel how I'm zero three for the listeners, but put my points up there. Where do I rank in points? You're high up in points. You are. I, I ran into like the high scorers of the week. <laughs> well, I was straight, gonna I was gonna say you put up. Weeks. You put up. I think you were like third highest scorer or something like that. Because I was going for high score of the week, um, but it, but one of our you know, one of our other players got it, and then I was second, and I'm pretty sure you were third, but you, you ended up taking the loss. I understand where you're going, where you're coming from, Johnny McDuff, because I, uh, I, I ran into some some, some buzz saws the first two weeks, but then I had a bye week this week against. I'll uh, tell you what, co-host man. there. I'll tell you what, one of my biggest weaknesses, and Guru, hopefully he's on your sit list this week, because he's certainly on my, you know. Other list is Ronald Jones. <laughs> he is terrible. He is like I had a he, drop list. He'd be on him. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so need some help with the flex. I got some uh, quarterbacks that need to be traded. So we're going to make some moves. Uh, we're going to make some moves. And Ronald Jones is definitely gone. So let's move on. Let's continue with our picks here. Brandon, you get a little off pace here. Get sorry, a, sorry, sorry. a little angry. That's Brandon, on me. That's all right. Brandon, Brandon Lee's also going with uh, Josh here. He's going to go with the Saints this oh. week. We're doubling up. Both, we got we – got, Tennessee's. We got Saints going on here. Uh, uh, who do you got, Johnny McDuff? Who do you got this week? I'm taking Indy. Get their first win. Um, they're on the road. Jacoby Brissett's taking. We're going to hear a lot about this game later. I will tell you that. But uh, taking on his old team. Two is out. Carson Wentz probably going to play. There's different reasons that I, I like the game from a betting standpoint, but from a survivor standpoint, I like Indy as well. Um, I think the defense is, is going to give them a chance to win, and I think the Dolphins' offense is just terrible. It was a good game they had last week. I, I actually thought that they were going to beat Oakland last week. Quite a back-and-forth game. Yeah, it was definitely. Up, up big early and went down and came back, but – Crazy game. Yep, yep. Well, all right, boys. Hey, let's see what happens with those picks. Uh, not, not too bad. I, I mean, we there's a lot of, a lot of double picks there right. and everything, but you know it's fine. It's happen. It it will happen. Um, we're gonna head into our next segment, and it's for all of our fantasy enthusiasts. We're gonna go to our guru, goatee guru, with some week three wins, plus. Who to look for and who not to look for in week four. Goatee, what do you have for us with start, sit them, waiver wire, injury report? Well, I, I just wanted to start out by saying this was kind of a throwback week. Uh, you know, we had some some guys that maybe last from the past here a little bit. Uh, A.J. Green with over 100 yards. Where's he been? Uh, Peyton Barber with over, over 100 yards. And some touches – and maybe even more going forward for uh, Brandon Bolden, who's been uh, on the roster of the Patriots since they were the Boston Patriots, I think, since <laughs> 1959. He's been on, he can't go away. Fantasy owners want you to go away, and you just won't, and I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. He's, but, re- he's retired six times already. I don't, I don't yeah, know. it's something. I don't know. <laughs> Belichick will get rid of anybody after their first their first contract, but Brandon Bolden's there for eighty six years. So, <laughs> um, but no, guys, going into real quick week three recap, uh, just a couple of couple of notes. You know, I I told you to start Daniel Jones, and I said I said that might never happen again. Um, I told you to start Daniel Jones, and, and if you did, he got you nineteen point two fantasy points. That's very respectable. Uh, I really expected a little bit better from him. But it's respectable. And uh, the Carolina defense, we, we told you to start them as well. And they came away with 10 fantasy points. Very respectable. Keeping themselves, I believe they're right now uh, actually tied for, for defense two in fantasy. So dropped one spot, but they're still very strong. Doing uh, outstanding against the run, too. Um, and then in the sit category, we had some wins. Devin Singletary got you 3.1 fantasy points if you started or if you, if you started them. Hopefully you didn't. Like I said, we, we wanted to sit him. And the Seattle defense, 
came away with negative five points. I told you I did not like that matchup with a hot Vikings offense coming in. Kirk Cousins has been slinging it excellent. Kirk Cousins right now, this might surprise people, QB4. QB4 Whoa. in fantasy. That's, I, I, I was surprised to, to learn that, to be honest with you. So He's QB4? Um, QB4. Holy crap. I did so, not know that. Hopefully, That's... you guys took the advice. Hopefully, you sat Seattle defense. Hopefully, you sat Ben Singletary. Hopefully, you got a W. That leads us into this week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna run right through the, the starts here. Week four starts, quarterback position, Russell Wilson. I know he hasn't. Russ hasn't cooked yet, or you know, the, as Seattle fans would say, let Russ cook. He hasn't cooked yet. You know, he's he's sitting at, at QB two, QB ten. Excuse me. Um, and, but I expect him to get more aggressive this week. Seattle took, they took a loss again. They're, they're one and two. They, they're kind of, they're, it's, it's early in the year, but it's almost a pivotal game for them. If they, if they lose here and Arizona or the Rams win, they fall three games behind in the division early on in the season. I expect them to be more aggressive and they're playing the 49ers secondary. That's just riddled with injuries, especially on the outside. Um, there's a good chance if Josh Norman can't play this week with his bruised lung, and they have Kwan Williams, who is also injured with a calf injury. If they can't st- if they can't play, it's very very likely that they start two rookie corners on the outside. And I, how are saw you? What, how are you feeling about saw that? <laughs> I, it, as a 49er fan, I'm a little worried. <laughs> but uh, and we saw. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Yamador Lenore um, from Oregon. Rookie stepped in for us last week, but he was outmatched. Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers picked him apart. So, Russell Wilson, start him, start him this week. I, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Running back position, Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. Good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, strong defense, but they're they're struggling to stop the run so far. Um, he's He hasn't gotten off to a, a strong start. Getting the touches... He's just it, it hasn't found the end zone much, and, and it's just not racking up the yards like I expected. But I, I think this is his breakout game here. I really do. They just gave up 100 yards and a touchdown to Peyton Barber, like I mentioned before. I, I think this is where we see Taylor break out of his funk. And I sure hope so because I have him on my fantasy team. So, uh, yeah, I need it. Bias, question mark? <laughs> I might. I mean, it would sound biased, but I, I – I, I really think that, that this is where we see him break out. Gotcha. Wide receiver position in the start category, I'm going DK Metcalf. Uh, this is actually the second time I've had him in the start category, but like I mentioned above, possibility of starting two rookie corners on the outside. DK Metcalf is just you know, physically imposing wide receiver. I, there's nobody in the 49ers secondary that, that's going to match up with him. Anybody they trot out, he's got the size advantage on. He's historically done really well against the Niners in the past, and I expect him to have another successful game this week. This next one's going to have one of our betting experts uh, grinning, I think, a little bit here. Tight end position for our start category, Logan Thomas from the Washington football team. Playing the Atlanta Falcons. Look at the grin. He's got the grin. (laughs) (laughs) I like the chemistry I've seen between him and Heineken. I mean, this – they, they look like they're clicking. Uh, this is against the defense. It's already allowed three touchdowns to tight ends through the first three weeks. Logan Thomas, keep it rolling. And lastly, in my start category, I got the defense, the Cincinnati Bengals defense versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Guys, I don't think, I don't think uh, 
<laughs> I don't think I need to elaborate much here. I really don't. But because it's my job to do so, I'm going to for you. The Bengals, they've been surprisingly strong versus the quarterbacks uh, this, this in the 2021 campaign. I mean, only allowing 15 and a half fantasy points on average to date. Uh, it's on a short week. They're playing Thursday night. Turnover prone Jags. I, I think they, and you might be surprised to know the Bengals are currently defense 10 in fantasy. And I think they stay in the top 10 with strong week this week against a, well, there's no, well, no other way to put it. It's a porous Jags offense. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> just, just, just a tad. But moving on to our sick category. Uh, this, <laughs> like I said, I told you I started Daniel Jones net last week. That was my start. We're back. We're back on the. We're back to reality here. Daniel Jones at the quarterback sit position here against the New Orleans Saints. Why? Saints defense. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm hurting some Giants feelings here. Giants fans feeling. But we we get it. This is. I'm. I I think Jones is is improving, but from a fantasy perspective, sit him this week. Saints defense has been incredibly stingy to start the year, only allowing three passing touchdowns to go with six interceptions. And that doesn't bode well for the Giants team that, well, they're just not overly successful in moving the ball through the air, to be honest with you. So, and not to mention, are they strong against the pass? The Saints defense, they also rank in the top five against the run. So I think it's going to be a long day for, for uh, our host and co-host, Mr. Jones. <laughs> great, great. I apologize. And That's okay. I'm, I'm playing the Saints defense, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, guys, running back sit this week is Damian Harris of the, of the New England Patriots. I mentioned this in week one. I said you're going to notice a trend throughout the year. I think when I I told you to sit Zeke Elliott, and some of the some of our other members on this podcast uh, looked at me with wide eyes when I said that in week one, and it turned out to be the right move. Do not start your running backs against the Tampa Bay defense. They they don't give up rushing yards. They rarely give up rushing touchdowns. If they're not involved in the passing game, which Damian Harris is very lightly used in the passing game, you're you're not getting any production from them against Tampa. This is a set it and forget it sit for me this week. Hmm. Wow, big uh, big praise for and, that defense, huh? And that's even with James White going down. I'm I, I'm not trusting it. Uh, I mentioned earlier Brandon Bolden won't go away. I think he's he might be involved in the game plan this week. <laughs> Sit wide receiver this week. This one, I think, is going to be the one that I get some eye roll. Not maybe eye rolls, but I wide eyes from because I don't think I've ever put this guy in a sick category in, in my tenure of playing fantasy football. Wide receiver, sick category, DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Whoa. Arizona Cardinals. I know he's a focal point in the offense. He did have a down week last week. This guy, not only is he playing with busted up ribs right now, which is never a good thing. It's always a concerning injury for the for receivers. You have to reach away from your body. You're not protected. You take a shot, you're done for the game. So not only that, but since 2016, Hopkins has matched up with Jalen Ramsey nine times. And Ramsley, Ramsey excuse me, has, has seemingly held the advantage in that matchup. With Ramsey in coverage, Hopkins has managed only an average of 3.8 catches, 45 yards, and one touchdown every three games. So 
I, I don't see the production happening this week, guys. Not only has he struggled against Ramsey in the past, but put the injury on top of that. I'm sitting DeAndre Hopkins this week. I, I call me crazy, but I'm doing it. I might I might put my foot in my mouth next week. I don't know. <laughs> Sit category tight end. And I, I I warned our our host a little bit earlier before the show that this might be coming. I wanted a little input from him. Jared Cook of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so I'm sure you're a little disappointed, Josh. I know with the selection, but it's this is one of his tight ends on this fantasy team. A combination of a difficult matchup and the drop off in targets each week. I believe he's went eight to five to three in in targets as we went one week one, two, and three. Um, and the Raiders have given up less than 50 yards a game and have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet. I'm sitting Cook, and uh, I, I consider him like a mid to low end tight end two this week. Hopefully you got another option there. Uh, well, well, you said it, and I am on my uh, on my team looking at him right now. <laughs> and he's sitting so, him. <laughs> I have Gesicki. I have him. Gesicki had a nice week last he week. He had a big uh, week and, last and week. And like I told you, and boy, boy, if I wasn't wrong in one week, but I'm looking at this as a season-long thing, Manuel Sanders had a great week. You yes. asked that question for your buddy that you work with, and uh, it looked like Sanders would have been the right way to go, but I, I still believe Gesicki in the long term is the guy you want to stick with. That's right. Um, when you give up 60% third, third down conversion rate, you start Sanders every time. Oh yeah. And there's two, but there's too many. There's too many options in that offense for the for Sanders to be consistent week to week. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah, too many mouths to feed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. So, I have I have Gusecki. Um, do I want to play him? No. Because I don't. But you're know. sitting Cook. But you're I, sitting Cook. But I'm probably gonna sit Cook. <laughs> so, All right. So okay, that brings me to the final six. I have for you today uh, the de- defense and special teams, New England Patriots versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think most people can probably come to the same conclusion I, I did on this. New England's a pretty solid defense. They are. But this they have a bleak outlook this week, in my opinion. The defending champs come to Foxborough with an overly motivated TB12. I mean, this guy wants to make a statement. Does he not? He wants to show that it wasn't him, you know, they, they made the wrong decision getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he comes in, emotions are going to be high in this game, but ultimately emotions are going to be pretty low after the final whistle for the Pats fans, I, I, in my opinion. So I'm sitting New England Patriots this week, not liking that matchup. And, and Ronald Jones is going to run all over him. If Ronald oh, yeah. Jones <laughs> runs all over him, I'll like, <laughs> Jordan, let me ask you this, though. I actually have two questions. There's a two-part question. One's related to sit. You don't think uh, Belichick, being with Brady for 20 years, knows his, you know, what makes him go, and he's a defensive guy. You don't think he can scheme something up to stop Brady? It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible, but I, I, I don't believe it's going to happen. I think, uh, I think, to your point, and what Belichick knows the strengths of Brady. But Brady also knows how Belichick thinks. They're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of cat and mouse in that game. Ultimately, in my opinion, it comes down to the play on the field, not the game plan. So, who adjusts faster? 
the man on the field is going to adjust quicker because he, he sees it right in front of him, in my opinion. I'm, I'm going with Tom Brady to, to get the better of them. Better team, too. They're, they're overall a better football team. Don't bet against Brady. Don't do, do not it. do it. Don't a lot of people it. have lost a lot of money doing that over the years. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that brings me to the last part of my segment here, guys. Uh, our waiver wire finds for week four. Our guy know the waivers waiver wire is getting a little thin. It's getting thin, but you gotta find you gotta gotta scour it every week. And mine might I just throw it out there almost even more important than, than scouring the waiver wire is watching the transaction ticker. When somebody makes a move, when they pick somebody up, a lot of times there's panic involved in that. They may drop a guy who, yeah, okay, maybe he's not didn't get off to a great start. You wanna watch that. If it if it there's a reason these guys have an ADP higher where they're at. If you see somebody like, let's say, a Josh Jacobs who's been injured get dropped, I'm picking. I'm taking the risk that Josh Jacobs' talent is going to outweigh anything else that's on that that waiver wire, and I'm, I'm going to grab him. I just wanted to throw that out there, just to guy, give you guys an idea that it's it's almost as crucial to watch the transactions being made in your league as it is scouring the waiver wire. But week four this week, at the quarterback position, if he's out there, and he should be, he's only rostered in 15% of the leagues, he's currently QB 12, Sam Darnold. I'm going to tell you why. I I don't believe in Sam Darnold necessarily as a passer, but Christian McCaffrey's out for at least three or four weeks is what it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when McCaffrey came out of that game, Darnold was calling his own number down by the goal line. And Darnold's a big guy. I mean, he can take the punishment down there. So if he's going to continue to do that, you're going to score points. He's already thrown for over 300 yards in two of the first three weeks. He's QB 12, like I said. There's, you're not going to find much better on the waiver wire at the, at the moment. I, uh, I, I recently found a nice man named Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard on the waiver wire. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and Chuba would have been on the waiver wire fine, but Chuba Hubbard is owned in over 70% of leagues. So I, that's not, not where we're getting at here. <laughs> so moving on to the running back position, you kind of set me up for this one. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell from the Eagles. He's rostered in just over 26% of the leagues, but his involvement in the passing game, has it's got him averaging 8.6 PPR fantasy points a game. I mean, that's... That's solid. If you're looking for, if it, you know, you're, you're really hurting for a depth running back, there's there's potential. His his involvement grows even more. I mean, Miles Sanders hasn't been getting worked in as much as I expected early on in the season, and Gainwell seems to be gaining on him a little bit. No pun intended there. Uh, so I, I, I really would. I would look at rostering Kenneth Gainwell, especially in deeper leagues. Wide receiver position, Hunter Renfro from the Las Vegas Raiders. Rostered in just over 26% as well. He's currently wide receiver 29. 29. Now, guys, this is week four. He's seen through the first three weeks 22 targets, and he's got at least five catches in each of those contests. That's exactly what you're trying to find on the waiver wire. Why is he only owned in 26 leagues or 26% of leagues? He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. I understand that. He did score one this past week. But this is what you're looking for. You want opportunities, and he's getting the targets, and he's Derek Carr's favorite third-down option. Why Why are you not picking him up? If he's out there, scoop him up. I promise you, you're gonna. You're not going to score a lot of touchdowns with him. I understand that, but if you're in a PPR league, he's going to 
gets you double-digit points most more often than not. And right. then finally, at the tight end position, this one hurts me a little bit because I was very down on him at the beginning of the year. Dawson Knox from the Buffalo Bills, rostered in only 11% of, of leagues. He is currently tight end six in fantasy. Why is he only rostered in 11% of leagues? He appears to be a fixture in the red zone for the Bills. High-powered offense. I mean, they're, they're going to score a ton of points going forward. Dawson Knox, tight end six. If he's out there, scoop him up. Did you already get him? I, I did not. Ooh. I did not. Chris is reaching for I will for tell his you that Hunter Renfro is on my team. Chris is Dawson reaching Knox for his phone. He's reaching for his phone. <laughs> I have Darren Waller, and I, I, I'm sticking with Waller. But, again, I'm giving you guys all the information that I have. You are. Hey, love the insight, Goatee, as usual. Thank you so much. Uh, we get it are going this week, boys. We get it. We we'll, we're gonna. I'm gonna win. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna win. Um, we're gonna take a final break before heading into our big money bets with big our betting money. experts, Johnny McDuff, and finally, finally live and on the call, Brandon Lee. He's here. Right after this. This episode brought to you by Bush Light, not an ad. And we're back to week four edition of the Fantasizers podcast. Better and better each week, Chris. Oh, yeah. Finally, absolutely. what you betting, you sports betting addicts, have all been waiting for it. And I mean that and the, the biggest of compliments. Big money, baby. Big, big, big money, baby. Our betting experts, Johnny McDuff and Brandon Lee, both on the call today. One, how did we do week three? We were sitting at 65% correct, which no one can touch. No one. But how did we do, boys? Well, I think we need to recap from the week, from a week perspective too. All right. Um, week one, seventy-five percent. Week two, sixty-two and a half percent. Which, yeah, we had a drop off, but I will tell you that. Please show me somebody else that got sixty-two and a half percent. And then last week we bounced back, seventy-two percent. So that puts us at sixty-nine and a half percent for the year. Um, again, solid, solid pick, solid money. We're we have a little bit of different strategies, strategies, excuse me, easy for me to say, that we implore. We'll discuss them a little bit tonight. Um, but, again, nobody can touch that percentage, and we're pretty confident with it. Well, good insight. That's good insight right it's there. It's winning money. It's winning money, it's, baby. It's all it is. Take their picks. You win money, baby. Just, just take them. So, uh, week three uh, review first. I, we want to hear – uh, you know how both of you did. I think everybody wants to hear that. Obviously, you gave us a good percentage here. Um, let's start with uh, you, Johnny. What do you got? Sure. So my one loss for the week was uh, New England versus New Orleans. I thought at home New England might have uh, showed up a little bit better. Um, they didn't. My uh, most confident pick, as we all talked about earlier over the break, was the Chargers over Kansas City. Um, obviously, that hit. The Giants in Atlanta, which Brandon Lee, I think you had as well, ended up in a push. 
Um, and then the last thing I had was the Dolphins um, and the Raiders, and then obviously that hit. So went two and one, two one and one for the week. Uh, if you throw the Survivor in, it was uh, three one and one for the week. Not bad. Uh, so Brand Brandon Lee, first of all, welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's man. about finally, guys. Welcome, about finally. time. Yeah, no, it's good to hear you. Good to see you. Um, week three review uh, from you. So you had the Saints. That's a W. Had the Saints. Had the Saints. Yep. Just had a feeling about them last week. Uh, they came through for me. Um, went with Cincinnati. You know, with Big Ben for one, being as mobile as a tree. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw that. Dude fell with no one around him. Just. <laughs> Took the drop back, face plant, made the pass. I'll give him that. He, um, he but so he that a little bit like Christopher kind of Michael. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> yes, as uh, Johnny said earlier, the Giants won. Yeah, I kind of pushed on that one. I still, I think, going back every week, I probably would take that. I don't think the, the Falcons beat them, you know, five, even five out of ten times. Um Heartbreaker for me, not only as a better, but also a fan. Um, I went with the Seahawks. They they broke their pattern, man. They don't usually lose two in a row, but they just they didn't look good. Defense They're gonna lose bad. three. Defense looked bad. I don't know about that. Oh. I'm not gonna put I'm not putting any money on it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> little nine, little you know, Niner Seahawks action going on. I don't know, man. Um, and then my parlay came through for me. That was just kind of the low risk. I, I felt pretty good about Tennessee. Felt good about Arizona, and and, I, and it happened for me. Paid us. Yeah, I, I would say not bad week for, uh, for both of you, right? So um, hopefully, you know, y'all were paying attention, going with our with our boys. Should should be well done every week. Uh, it is great to hear from you, Brandon. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna jump right to week four, and who y'all got? Um, uh, Johnny, why don't you uh, take it away, man? Sure, Brandon. So you and I have discussed our different strategies as we uh, go through the week and make the picks. Um, I look at numbers. I'm, I'm more of a numbers guy, you know, by career, by nature. Um, I base a lot of my picks off numbers. We've talked on previous editions about how we use VegasInsider.com as our final line. Talk a little bit about your strategy as well. Don't get into too detail. Don't give away any of your secrets, but I think it's different than mine. So I think the listeners, since you're here, want to hear your strategy as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I do look at the numbers a little bit, but for the most part, I am strictly focused on the players on the field. I like to go weekly, weekly um, matchups, um, see, you know, I mean, I, I am a believer in ride the hot hand. If you have a hot quarterback, you got to stick with that hot quarterback till he proves you wrong at that point. Um, so that, yeah, that is my that is my betting strategy. Player on the field, um, numbers come in play sometimes, but it's mainly it's mainly just riding the players. Yeah, and for the listeners, I think we we usually give out about three, maybe four picks a week. And so, you know, with that being said, they. Uh, um, we're picking our most confident picks. So if you stick with our picks, clearly, you know, at least through the first three weeks of the season, um, we're pretty good. So anyway, like they said, let's get into week four. Um, 
I like, and I already gave this as a survivor pick. Uh, the first, the first week that I like is um, Indianapolis over Miami. Uh, Indianapolis is a two-point underdog. The spread money, ninety percent on Miami. It's going up. The spread's going down. Over under is getting, or the under is getting slammed by ninety nine percent at forty two and a half. Again, two is out. Brissett facing his own team, old team, excuse me. I think Indy gets a get the win on the road. The numbers just look to me like you know th- this is one of my favorite games. I, I think Indy's defense is better. I think the public has this wrong. The sharp money's on Indy. Take Indy all day. Johnny, just to step, jump in on this real quick. I just, uh, I literally just saw an update come through that there's a chance that both AJ Brown and Julio Jones don't play in that game. So I, I, I like it. Uh, Indy's playing Miami. Thank you, talking Tennessee. I apologize. I am thinking of this past. Yeah. Nope. Yep. That's <laughs> so, why he's the better guys. There, I just do fantasy for you. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and you picked the, on me for calling it, uh, was it Hurts or whoever, a rookie quarterback. You did it twice. You know, Johnny, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that one as well for you. I mean, that's not one of the ones I picked this week. Um, I do like it. I don't I don't think Indianapolis is as bad as people think they are. I think they have a, a, a decent defense. And with without Tua, I don't feel confident in the Dolphins. So I, I agree with that pick. And Guru here – Back to your fantasy uh, uh, perspective, Will Fuller. We haven't seen him all year. He's expected to show up this week. Uh, he was suspended the first week. The second week, it was personal reasons. I don't know what he did the third week. So, like, uh, is he reliable receiver? Should, are we counting on like? He did have he did have a small uh, small role. For them, he, he did catch the two-point conversion that tied the game and sent it to overtime um, on a little uh, in-and-out route, um, this little pivot route. But I, I he's been a little banged up. He, he is fighting through some injury. Uh, so I I don't know how how reliable he is at this point. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't count on much from him yet. So he's not moving the spread? In my opinion, no. Well, that makes sense. Okay, I saw right, that. I six. did. I did see that he had. Didn't he have like six targets though? Like they were trying to, but with his. Oh, they're deep... gonna throw to him. They're gonna throw to him. Well, it was he's, his deep threat. They paid him. They the, paid him ten million dollars to yeah. come there. He's, they're gonna throw to him. That's right. But, but on the flip side of that, he had. You said six targets. I I don't know that off the top of my head. I, I would have to verify that. But I do know that Jalen Waddle had. 78 targets that's a little exaggeration but he had 12 catches for like 50 yards which makes no sense but still great for ppr waddle, baby jalen waddle is, and, and and actually mike kosicki are are the two highest target uh, receivers in that offense so i like i said i think will fuller will step up at some point i just don't see it yet gotcha all right moving to my second pick the home crowd is not gonna like this one here we go we're taking Jameis, eating the crab legs, and eating the W's, and everything else. Um, the Giants are on the road. They're in New Orleans. Is that game being played in New Orleans? I don't think so. No. 
Wait, is it, is it? It's in. They just traveled back to New Orleans after after their last game. They're oh. they're back home. Okay. Oh wow. I missed that. I don't care where the game is played. <laughs> Take the Saints. Take them seven and a half. If you can get six and a half, do it. Uh, there's a couple betting sites out there that are offering six and a half. VegasInsider.com is at seven and a half right now. Still take it. The spread money is 67% on the Giants. Mm. We all talked about how the Giants were doing very well earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> Thank the you. Spread is, the spread is increasing from six and a half to seven and a half. So, again, numbers, my strategies, numbers, the over unders, tanking. I, I think take New Orleans. That's my pick. Sorry, homers. Um, but that's who, that's what I like. And then uh, I got two more for you. I like Denver over Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's traveling to Denver after that ridiculous win that we already discussed with Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal. Again, spread money 75% on Baltimore. The spread flipped from a point and a half Baltimore's favor to Denver minus one. All the money's on Baltimore. The public always is going to get this wrong. It's a game of the week. It's 425 start, which I think TV rights matter in in my picks. Take Denver all the way. They're 3-0. They haven't really beat anybody. I think it's a, it's a measure and stick a little bit. Take Denver. The only, last game, the only thing that scares me about Denver on that one, you got Bradley Chubb that's missing on that offensive line, so that pass rush is a little bit weaker now that they can kind of zero in on Von Miller. Um, I still have to agree. I think Denver takes that. Uh, but that that's the only thing that cut me away from that game. What? Keep an eye keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. He was a he was a DNP today. He is fighting through a little bit of a back issue. I do expect him to play, but keep an eye on that. What's the spread on that? So it flipped. It's, it opened as a Baltimore favorite at one and a half. It is now a Denver at minus one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I and think Lamar Jackson's uh, injury is is a a big reason why that's happening. Well, all the pu- and all the public money's on Baltimore. Okay. So there's my Denver pick. That's why. Uh, last one I got for you. I had to check out the Monday night game. I feel that we haven't picked the Monday night game uh, this year, so I, I wanted to make a point to pick either the Sunday night or the Monday night game. Uh, I think we're going to get into the games that we're excited about a little later in the segment, but the the Vegas and the Chargers, I think it's a big game, prime time. Vegas is 3-0. and they are underdogs going into the Chargers stadium okay. by three and a half points. Wow. Yeah. Pound the Chargers, baby. The Raiders aren't legit. Wow. Pound the Chargers. I I just got to say, I, I think uh, that I, I agree. I agree that, that maybe the Raiders aren't as good as they've played so far, but uh, we, we talked about it earlier with a hangover for the Ravens possibly um, after their big win. Chargers just had a big win as well. There, there's a possibility of a little bit of a letdown after that. I, I, I believe, I believe the Chargers win this game, but I, 
I think it's a, I think it's, diff- I think it's different Be- just because you know they don't they, they play on Monday, and so yep. they have a little bit of extra time, kind of you know to prepare, which you know move on from the win and everything. So that's a that's a plus. Also, Chargers win this game, it evens up, and if Denver if, if Denver for some reason drops, evens up the uh, the division. So well, also I you know I have I have Herbert. So I'd like him to do well. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, here's why I'm taking the Chargers. Sixty-nine percent of the money's on Vegas. Seventy-six percent of the money line. Sixty-three percent's on the over, or the, excuse me, sixty-three percent's on the under. The under has moved. It's moved from fifty-three to fifty-two and a half. The Chargers, the spread opened at three. It's moved to three and a half despite. The fact that all the public money is on Vegas. They're at home. It's on Monday night. Josh is right. There's no hangover. You play on Monday night and you're at home, you can't have a hangover from the Kansas City Chiefs. It's prime time. Extra day. You saw everybody play yesterday. You know where you stand. Go home and win a game. Go out and go out and win a football game. Just win, baby. Just win. Just get a win. All right. Keep going, Those keep are going. the picks I got for you this week. Brandon Lee, what do you got? Wait, oh, wait, wait. Big moment. Brandon Sorry. Lee. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's your moment. It's your <laughs> moment. This is the moment you waiting for. This is the debut. Three weeks now. <laughs> All right. Everybody, don't leave your seat. <laughs> so, week one, Johnny's – or I'm sorry, pick one. Johnny is going to love this pick. I am – in Washington at minus one and a half. Atlanta came off a win from the Giants. And like I said earlier, I don't believe that Atlanta can beat the Giants even close to five out of ten times. I think that was a fluke win, bad performance from the Giants, lucky performance from the, the uh, Falcons. Going into or, uh, playing against Washington, Washington's a better football team than whoa, the New York whoa, Giants. Whoa, whoa, I have to whoa. say it. Well, they just got they got put in their place by the Bills last week. You don't have any concerns about that? That's Josh Allen, man. That's Josh Allen. He was bound to do it to somebody. I think that I think that um, uh, that humbles them though too. They're guru. Washington, yep. Roger is going to have that defense ready. knockout there on them. So I think they come back strong against a team that is not good. I don't believe in Atlanta, and I don't think they can get two two in a row. I can add some home insight to this if you guys want. Um, the defense is a concern. Very big concern in the first three weeks. And, Brandon, we've talked about a, uh, our different strategies. I like the numbers you like to play on the field. This is a get-right game for the Washington defense. If they can't get this game, Matt Ryan is number 28 quarterback in throwing past six yards in the line of scrimmage. So you j- play press man and jam line of scrimmage. And then that defensive line should win. And to speak on those numbers that you just said, that that a big reason that re- Matt Ryan's not pushing the ball down the field, that he has no protection. And what does Washington do? They get after the quarterback. So if Chase Young can get can get going and, and they can get some interior push, it's going to be a long day for Atlanta. This is a get-right game for the defense. So – with that being said, I think the fact that it's a one-point spread, you're right. I do like your pick. Uh, it is a little <laughs> bit of bias, but I, hmm. I think I think it's a safe pick. I think I think this 
excuse me, the football team wins this game. However, this is not one of the games we're looking forward to this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the second game, I think this is going to be an amazing game to watch. Me and Jordan probably feels the same way. Being in a, a fan of a team in the NFC West, this is a game you kind of hope they both lose. Um, I have to go with the Cardinals. Cardinals are a plus four and a half underdog, right? Kyler Murray's been on fire. This offense looks amazing. I and the Rams look great, but here's the thing: Kyler Kyler is playing phenomenal football, and I can't I can't go against them. Aaron Donald's a great pass rusher. Kyler Murray is by far faster. He's going to get away. <laughs> he's going to make that play work, and he's going to stretch the ball down the field. This this game's this game one of the Cardinals. And you're going to give me four and a half points to start that game in Kyler's favor. I'll take that every week. I just want to say I 100% agree that I wish that both teams could lose. Uh, that would be phenomenal. But um, I, you're the better, you're the betting expert for a reason. We we mentioned it before. I I'm I'm on the Rams on this. Injured DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. A ferocious, a ferocious uh, pass rush from Aaron Donald on the interior, and plus, Jalen Ramsey historically wins against DeAndre Hopkins in the individual matchup. I like the Rams to win it. I agree that it's going to be close, and if, if you're saying that Arizona's going to cover, I'm on board. I think it's a field goal game, right? We agree. I, I can I can get behind that. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I, uh, I I don't necessarily have a whole lot of faith as a fantasy person here in DeAndre Hopkins this week. I would look to me. I don't. Why is think on my Rondale sit list? Moore. I think Rondale Moore is going to be the target this week. Then again, I'm not the fantasy expert, but I have. Brandon, I have Brandon I'm looking. Look, I'm looking at the numbers, and I'll tell you what. That over. So the money's even. The money is directly split between Arizona and the Rams. The, however, the over/under is a little interesting. It's gone from fifty to fifty-five and a half, and ninety-two percent of people are taking the over. So we're taking we're talking here that you know high-scoring game is what the public's expecting. Vegas is expecting fifty-five points. That I mean that's got to be up there with the top echelon of over/unders for the year. I would think. This but looks like it's got to be a track meet, doesn't it? It looks like it would be. Mm-hmm. But the spread is holding steady at four and a half, so I think both teams are going to score. Um, I, like like talked earlier, I, I think you're right. I think it's a billable game, and I like Kyler Murray, and we talked to Cliff Queensberry all all week. So, absolutely. Brian, what else you got? Uh, I'll go to my third option here, real fast. This one's this one's easy. Tampa Bay over New England. You can't bet against Tom Brady. Tampa Bay, um, I, I know when I looked at the spread, it may have moved a little bit. I had him at minus seven here. I'd take him at minus seven and a half, man. I think Tom Brady comes into to New England and just tears it up. A lot of people have had to work a lot lot further past 65 because of Tom Brady. So <laughs> That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you can't bet against him, man. Uh, lastly, I, I this is one of those ones that I wasn't, thrilled at first, but the longer I look at it, the more I kind of like it. Um, Cleveland Browns, minus two. Uh, Jarvis Landry's out. 
OBJ is back. He did dislocate his shoulder, but he finished the entire game. He, he dislocated on the first hit that he took and finished that game and still put up 77 yards on that. Um, expected to play this week, too. Yep, I, th- I think he's going to be fine. Delvin Cook did uh, did have a limited practice, so maybe coming back, that kind of makes you feel a little bit iffy about it. But, again, this is a game I still think is going to be about a field goal game. Um, but I think Cleveland comes out on top. Delvin practiced in full pads. Seems like a good sign for him to come back this week. Uh, Alexander Madison, if you have him on your fantasy team, Continue to stash him. Delvin Cook historically is not does not make it through the entire season. I, he will be a factor again, and he had a great performance last week. Mm-hmm. Brandon, go back to your uh, your New England pick. If I could add a point, if you can get it, you said minus seven, and that's what we have a line at right now. We record this podcast on Wednesday nights. If you can get it at minus seven, do it now. Because that spread is – I'm expecting that spread to be 8-9 by kickoff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what is a Sunday night game, right? So that's the uh, – Yep. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that goes up to around 10.5, to be honest with you. Beautiful. Hey, listen, game of the week, what game are you watching? You got one game to watch. Guru, who you got? We know, we know theirs. Come on. Well – I, I know I'm a Niners fan, and we got the Niners Seahawks matchup. We got a big a- NFC West matchup, like also with the Rams and the Cardinals. Game I'm watching Monday night: Chargers Raiders. That's the biggest game of the week to me. Uh, I don't care about Tom Brady coming back, um, but and and I do care very much so about the NFC West. But that Monday night game just looks too too sweet. Brandon, what do you got? Taking my own my own Seahawks out of it, I, I am excited for the Tom Brady uh, Bill Belichick game. Um, I would like to see a fist fight go on. I know it's not going to happen, but I think that's <laughs> going to be a pretty awesome game. I wouldn't mind seeing a fist fight. That'd be fun. That would that'd be know, fun. Why not? You know. Uh, what do you got, Johnny? What's the game of the week? Who are you watching? I like Carolina Dallas. Uh, I we all know I'm a football team fan. Um, I really wanted to put this on my uh, bet list. I just don't know that I trust Sam Darnold yet. Dallas's defense isn't very good, but is are they going for a no, or is Dallas going to like actually show people that you know they're good with no McCaffrey? So, so I, I, that's the game I'm tuned into. I, I got to go with Tampa. I got to go with the Tampa Bay game. I'm, I'm with you, Brandon. I'm I'm right there. I'm there as well. I. Uh, I'm excited to see Mac Jones too, as well, and, and see how uh, you know everybody's saying he's he's the new Brady or he will be. So let's. let's I think uh, I think what we can gather from this though is there are a lot of good, exciting matchups this week. Really, really good good week for uh, for some some strong teams matching up, and we'll, we'll, we might get a little bit of a uh, you know a test to figure out where where these teams truly stack up. Denver. Denver has had a had a you know pretty weak series of opponents through the first three weeks, and uh, this might be their first test. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say there's a lot of good matchups, a lot of exciting matchups, and we hope you guys enjoy whichever one you choose to tune into. That's right. Well, hey, there you have it from the best of the best. Who are you going with this week? Winning or losing? Take the advice. 
or, or don't and just don't, you know, make money. But we're all about making money. So take the advice. We look forward to catching you. Championships. What's the yeah big right money. and Win fantasy money. football championships? <laughs> We're looking forward to catching you next week on the Fantasizers podcast Wednesday nights. Thanks for stopping by, and have a great week four. Adios.